Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the Curry Race Fantasy Football Podcast. It's Nick hosting this week and I'm joined as always by Bill. But unfortunately Dan isn't with us this week because he's uh, feeling a little under the weather. Um, but if you've seen on the Instagram, on the Twitter, we are joined by a very special guest this week. And it's none other than Hope's dad. Who? Hope's dad? No, no well, Nikki's husband. Getting warmer. Warmer? Ah, uh, you know him as the Sausage King himself. GM of the Deflatriots is Mark Humes. Welcome, Mark. Evening, boys. Doing yeah, good? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, off the back of a uh, a, a big win this week. Oh, come on. We'll come to that later. We'll come Already. to that later. Yeah, leave that. Leave that for now. Bill, you doing well? I am. I'm, um, I'm going to bring the podcast down a little bit. Every week we've been really good. And everyone said how brilliant their week has been. We are about to be plunged into another national lockdown, which isn't going to be great for most of us. Um, no. I also want to dedicate a little bit of time. We lost our family dog on Friday. I don't want to bring the podcast down oh, no. too much. But uh, yeah, our family dog, Nico, passed away at a ripe old age on Friday. Uh, we'd had him for... A load of years, so uh, really sad. I know, I know, my dad follows the pod, so we're pretty, uh, we're pretty down about that. But uh, he's been ill for a little while. He's uh, gone on to a better place. But I just thought I'd give a bit of a shout out to Nico and uh, and the podcast and say that we miss him a lot. And I think everyone who listens to the podcast and does a bit of uh, who get involved with the podcast will miss him too. He's a lovely dog. Yeah, he was. Uh... Yeah, I had a, a few fond memories of Nico, uh, most notably the afternoon of your, was it your graduation barbecue? I think it was. Uh, it was. A, a freshly tattooed arm and I had a lot of the pants then rubbed all over it. And for some reason it drove Nico crazy. And he was just <laughs> humping my leg and my arm <laughs> all day. Couldn't get him off me, the little sex pest. <laughs> fond memories then. Yeah. So yeah, sorry to bring the podcast down. I just thought I'd have a bit of a uh, a bit of a moment. We miss him, and uh, it's not been a great week for me. What about you, boys? Let's bring it. Let's bring it back up. I don't want to start on a sour note. Hey, been Nick. Yeah, doing good. Keeping busy as always. Nothing much uh, interesting happens anymore at the moment. Locked inside, working from home. Bit of a. And Mark has got a. He's got the newest baby of everyone we know how's it going mark yeah yeah it's 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 going um <laughs> uh, she's she's good good as gold uh so i've moved down to three days a week at the moment so i can have more time with her um and we're making some progress she's uh enjoy maybe not enjoying spending time with me but she's tolerating me a little bit more um doesn't automatically cry when she's uh in my arms uh, take some bottles now. So, uh, yeah, it's going well. How old nice. is she? And, and a bit like how we do. Oh, Nick, I wish you hadn't asked. Nine weeks? I think it's nine. It could be eight. Well, she's, she's worked out in eight or nine weeks to tolerate you. It's taken me a lot longer. 
she's one smart kid. Yeah, it normally takes the ladies a couple of months to get used to me. It sure does. It sure does. Well, it's good to, it's good to have you with us, Mark, and uh, our first guest on the pod. We've spoken about you a lot. I'm sure our listeners, wherever they are, will be glad to have you on the pod for the next hour or so. So we'll, uh, we'll get into a segment that you've actually had a bit more of an impact on this week, haven't you? A bit of start-sit. Is that right, Nick? That's right. Yeah, I think uh, last time we did it, we got a, we got a few wrong. It's a flip of the coin, but you know, we we said to bench Wentz and Wentz went off. Uh, yeah, it it. I know from Mark's tweets to the uh, Curry Race Pod, he's he's had a few better starts than us. So we'll see if he can uh, give him any better advice this time round. Yeah, this is one of my uh, my strong points. I'd say I have a look at my my weekly recap every week to see uh, how well I do with my pickups. And normally half of my points come from players that I've picked up off the waiver wire. So uh, I like to think of myself as the waiver wizard. I was just about to say, looking at, looking at the league table, you wouldn't think you're really good at picking up players and getting points out of them. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> right, yeah, let's. Okay, so the, the first one we've got, uh, for a bit of start to sit, we've got uh, someone from every position. Um, first one, Drew Locke at the Falcons, Bill's favourite player. Um, or Cam Newton at the New York Jets. Now, can I go first? There'll be a photo up on Instagram and Twitter later on. But I feel like we're slightly biased here because I'm a big Drew Lock fan. I'm not sure some of the listeners might know that I'm a big fan of the Broncos. And conversely, and that's where the photo comes in, Cam Newton is at a huge disadvantage because Mark is wearing that Stidham jersey that he does not take off. So I think Cam's probably at a disadvantage quite early. He is playing the Jets. So I'll perhaps let Mark go first on this one. Uh, so, for me, I think this is a get-right game for Cam. Um, everyone knows just how shit the Jets are. Um, so, it's not exactly a tough decision here for me. Cam Newton, um, I mean, the Patriots, we're battered everywhere. We have Jacoby Myers, uh, Gunnar Olazewski, and Demir Bird as our wide receivers. He's got no one to throw to. Um, he's got one tight end in Ryan Izzo. He's just going to run it. He might, you might even see Cam throw it up and catch it himself. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's a legal move, um, but I think he might just throw it over line of scrimmage, run around, catch it, and take it to the house. The Jets are that bad. Yeah, you're going Cam, are you? I'd go Cam out of these two. I, I would tend to agree there as well. I think you're right when you say it's a get-right game for him. Um, he's not been awful. I mean, the last game, yeah, it was the benching didn't help, but I think you're right in, you're going to see a bit of uh, old school Cam when he gets it done with his legs. Yeah, I mean, he he's not thrown a touchdown in the last three games. He's had five interceptions and a couple of fumbles. Um, he'll want to write that. I'll go for a bit of controversy, Drew Locke. Surprise, surprise. He's on... He's on, a, uh, he's on a high. I'm not allowed to talk too much about it, but he's on a high after that 
a comeback against the Chargers. He's, um, he seems to be firing. I know KJ Hamler scored his first touchdown in the last second against the Chargers, so he looks like he may be coming of age. It's just for a bit of controversy. I love the Broncos. We'll go, we'll go Drew Lock for me. Nice. I like it. So, second one, we've got running back position. Now, when I looked at this one, Mark, I thought they're close. I, I was teetering right on the, the, the cusp of this. So, we've got Chase Edmonds at the Dolphins or Antonio Gibson at the New York Giants. Now, the Dolphins' defence last week showed up, made things very, yeah. very difficult. And we know, like you said, about the Jets, we know how bad the Giants are. So what, what's your thoughts on this one? So for me here, I'm an owner of both Chase Edmonds and Antonio Gibson in another league. Um, and Well, it's, it's easy for me. I can play both, uh, and I'm going to. But uh, if you were... Uh, to ask me to choose one, I would probably go with Antonio Gibson. Um, again, you've highlighted just how good the Dolphins D are, um, predominantly against the against the pass, but equally good stopping the run game. Um, you saw a few flashes of Darrell Henderson and even Malcolm Brown, as bad as he is, get through on the ground game. Um, Antonio Gibson. Washington didn't really know what to do with them, uh, with him at the start of the season. Was he a wide receiver? Was he a running back? He was in both rooms. Um, they're now starting to understand where his strengths are. He's seeing more snaps, more touches, and he's only going to get better. He's going to be a, a C-Mac light. I like it. I, Same reasoning. I already like having Mark here better than Dan James. Can I, can I raise that? Fair. I agree. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow Mark there. Just solely based, I think Mark's analysis there was pretty comprehensive, and uh, don't want to rehash it. But the Giants are gonna giant, and they're not, they're not that team. I think the Dolphins' defense last week would put me off starting Chase Edmonds against them if I had to choose one. I don't have either, but I'll go for Antonio Gibson too. I'll go with the controversy this time then. I'll take uh, <laughs> Edmonds and the Dolphins. Um, they are a good defence, but their run defence isn't the best. Um, they're a plus matchup for him. And I think with Kenyon Drake out for a few weeks, he's, he's, he's got to take that starting role. And um, uh, he's not a bad back, Chase Edmonds. I think he's going to make it difficult for Drake to get his full-time job back. And that might take more of a... Um, running back by committee approach once he's back. So I would start Chase Edmonds there and probably slightly swayed by the Cardinals fan in me. Next one we've got at wide receiver. Again, this was quite easy. I thought uh, an easy pick for me. Uh, Keenan Allen at the Raiders or Cole Beasley at Seattle. Very good matchup with Seattle. I can't look past Keenan Allen. I if you were to say, who would I draft out of both of them, I'll take Keenan Allen. Cole Beasley has Stefan Diggs to share targets with, is he? He's the Bills, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Keenan Allen's Keenan Allen. I think with his link up at the moment with Justin Herbert, I don't think you could dissuade me from doing that. The Raiders' defence 
to be fair, didn't look too bad in, in, in the last game. But yeah, I can make it easy. I'm not going to go into it. But yeah, Keenan Allen for me. Yes, yeah, it's Keenan Allen for me as well. He's, he's seen 24 targets over the last two games. He scored in the last game against Denver, which arguably was on paper the harder matchup to Las Vegas. Um, yeah, Keenan Allen to me is, is that guy. Yeah, I think, see, this is one where I like to look past the name. Um, Cole Beasley is your your white Jameson Crowder. He just loves to run the short routes. He's a possession receiver. Seattle are a notoriously bad team at defending the pass. Um, So I can easily see Cole Beasley getting 12 targets. They're going to be behind, I anticipate, for a lot of this match. There's just no stopping Seattle. Um, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary are going to see very little of the run game. It's going to be pass, 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 think and dunk it, up the pitch. Um, And, yeah, I I can see a lot of Cole Beasley in this game. Just to come in there, what and why is Zach Moss doing things to Devin Singletary? Why is he like, (laughs) Why is he taking touches from him? Every time I watch, every time the game flicked to them on red zone, it was Zach Moss this and Zach Moss that. And they've got fairly similar looking numbers, which was doing me in because <laughs> Devin Singletary was like a safety blanket for me at running back for a while. And now Zach Moss is in there. Yeah, he's he not the better back, to be fair. Yeah, I think Devin Singletary, everyone's been waiting for that emergence and it's just never come he's that guy who's yeah he's good for a uh, plug and play flex when you've got a bye week but i think he's he's got to watch out for his job there as well okay last one we've got tight end position hunter henry at the raiders or eric ebron at the cowboys can i jump right in and already take myself out of contention i have a Horrible run with tight ends. I can't know whether I'm coming or going there, so you guys decide and I'll pick whoever's got the most convincing argument. Interesting, because when you played American football, weren't you a tight end? Shouldn't you know what a good tight end looks like? It looks looks like me. (laughs) Looks nothing like you. (laughs) I said looks a lot like me. I don't see many short, fat tight ends. <laughs> just a uh, just a short, fat defensive end. When you look in the mirror, <laughs> failed defensive end. <laughs> Somebody, uh, please pick a tight end. Okay, so I think I'm going to go Hunter Henry with this one. Um, it's very similar to your Keenan Allen argument in the. Uh, the Raiders are a pretty good matchup. Uh, Justin Herbert is on fire. Um, he gets the ball out quickly. Therefore, there are a lot more plays. I can see Eric Ebron. Cowboys are a good matchup, but the Steelers are just going to steamroll them. I think this game will be done by half time, and then they'll just bring the water boy on to, to finish the game. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't see Ebron getting much out of this. Is, Va- is Vance McDonald the Steelers water boy because he's that like second string or the second tight end that sometimes turns up and scores five. 
yeah, the rest th- of the season doesn't do anything. Yep, he's dead chasing Witten. <laughs> yeah, I, I lean Hunter Henry here as well. Although you've got that plus matchup for Ebron, I think Justin Herbert's just going to go nuts. And yeah, the targets have got to get spread around somewhere. So I lean Hunter Henry there too. Let's go for a clean sweep there because I think does Jim have Hunter Henry? He does. Yeah. When I played him this week, I looked at Hunter Henry as that guy that was going to somehow explode and score thirty. He didn't, so maybe he can roll that on for this week and maybe maybe go nuts there. Excellent. So hopefully we've uh, hit the nail on the head there a bit better than last time. And um, some great analysis there from Mark. I like it. Um, we'll move into some yeah, news. Bam. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so news. Uh, we had a few upsets, a few teams on one and five beating teams on five and one. We had some fights, some scuffles, um, a few injuries this week, unfortunately, again. Um, so a few of the games of note that we had, uh, Vikings-Packers, divisional game. Uh, the one and five Vikings beat the five and one Packers, uh, thanks to a four-touchdown day from Dalvin Cook. Did you see that? Yeah, and Matt's Crockett's Rockets were on the <laughs> were unfortunately on the end of a forty eight point six point day from Dalvin Cook fantasy wise. Unbelievable. You hate to see it. He looked like a man possessed. He was so good. We texted in our wider Curry Race podcast chat uh, a Curry Race League chat in with about how good he looked. Yeah, he's he's back. It's nothing wrong with him. He's not injured anymore. <laughs> they've been, they've given him something. The man's he looked amazing. So yeah, the Vikings moved to two and five, still at the bottom of the NFC North, and the Packers five and two now, still at the top, leading the NFC North there. Um, another one I liked, especially for the uniforms, the Bengals played the Titans, yeah. and the one five and one Bengals beat the five and one Titans. Uh, seemed to be a theme this week. That was a bit of an upset. Burrow, uh, 26 of 37 for 250 yards. No turnovers and no sacks for the first time this season. And that was with his incredibly depleted offensive line. Loads of his O-line are out. Yeah. They've, got backups, they've got backups in. And it's the first time he's had no turnovers and no sacks. So keep those guys. Yeah, I think he was averaging six or seven sacks a game prior to that. And yeah, with four of his offensive line down, uh, absolutely nothing. Brilliant. Yeah, these guys must be playing for a job. That's what, that's what I was just about to say, Nick. The playing for the job thing, we saw, we've spoken about it with uh, Trayvon Diggs. We've spoken about it then with the hustle play from DK Metcalf after Trayvon Diggs did that to him. It's it's nice to see players not resting on their laurels. Yep, I'm a I'm a second string O lineman. Getting the job, getting in and getting the job done and protecting your rookie quarterback, your franchise quarterback. I think that's I think that was. Uh, it, it sounds a really cool stat, but that hat should go off to those guys for doing that, man. That's awesome. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think it does go to show what Joe Burrow can do when he is protected and he's not pressured as much as that. For sure. I think the Bengals have lost a number of games by eight or less points, I saw. So if you're talking one possession games and he's not getting sacked five or six times, that could be a totally different story there for the Bengals. Hope so for the future. Yeah, I like Joe Burrow. Looking good. Yeah. Uh, one that might upset you there, Mark. Uh, Bills versus the Patriots. Uh, the Bills have finally broken a seven-game losing streak to the Patriots. And I think possibly for the first time in a very long time, they lead the AFC East on 6-2. and two, And they've run that division and they're 4-0. and oh. So the Bills are looking good. I'd be interested to see what your thoughts were on that game, Mark, because any time... The Broncos play terribly. I'm just like, I'm blinded. I'm blinded by it. <laughs> what was your uh, What was your thoughts? Yeah, um, I knew this was going to come to me. Uh, it was, <laughs> it was expected. To be honest, if you'd seen the state of the Patriots team, I've already mentioned it earlier um, this season. We lost about half of our defence coming into the season. We're already suffering with our wide receivers cam struggling um don't know if he had covid i think he was asymptomatic but uh he's not been the same since he missed that week um so yeah it wasn't the best um damien harris is an absolute positive um he was absolutely gashing the bills um and i'm a big fan of his um and also I think that last drive, that last drive, it looked like we were going to go up the field and at least get the field goal to take it to overtime. Thankfully, we didn't have to go through that and suffer an overtime defeat. So, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. We've had our, our moment in the sun. When um, you mentioned your receiving core, right? Now, Tom Brady can do pretty much anything and he can do no wrong in, in Patriots eyes, and rightly so. Do you reckon... Tom Brady would be able to work. I think you'd be able to work better with those guys, but do you reckon you'd be doing well with those guys at receiver? No. I mean, if you watched us last year, we were saved by our defense so many times. Um, we had a lot of pick sixes. We had a lot of fumbles recovered for a touchdown. Um, so our, our defense carried our team last year. Um Edelman was also very good last year. He's not the same. Um, obviously, had to have his knee looked into, and he's gonna gonna be out for some time. Um, so, I don't I don't think so. Um, Bill Belichick's come out today and said that we sold out for some Super Bowls, and we have no money. We're scratching around. It's time to blow it up and rebuild. Good thing, uh, good thing to have those Super Bowl rings. I think I'd like to sell out for all of those Super Bowl rings. Almost as good as my knockoff Stidham jersey. <laughs> Amazing. It's, um, it is interesting because I think everyone was watching the Patriots this year for Brady to have left. Was it the quarterback? Was it the coach? And it's looking like it's the quarterback. Brady's doing bits in Tampa Bay and it's not working so much so for Belichick. It's, it's an experiment almost, isn't it? It's an experiment in, in life that seeing it unfold. I mean, I think the uh, Bucks are Super Bowl 
expected, aren't they? Or they're, they're at least for the playoffs and making a run. Yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. Um, Brady certainly brought a level of professionalism um, to the team, which Cam, with his stupid outfits and his dancing, I don't think has that, yeah. that same air of professionalism. Um, Bill Belichick, he's good as a coach, as a GM. Is he as good? Um, we haven't drafted well over recent years. We've got a lot of old talent. Um, and actually some breaking news. Um, the Dolphins are trading Isaiah Ford to the Patriots. Wide receiver oh, really? Isaiah Ford. We're getting the Dolphins scraps. That wow. is how bad things are getting. <laughs> wow. Wow. I don't know that, who that is. <laughs> that's, a big, that's, not, that's hardly a big, um, big improvement. So, um, yeah, I think we're tanking. You thought you'd have been trading One, away two, for picks your way? Yeah, I'm still expecting Gilmore to go. Um, I'd like to see Gilmore go. There was talk about um, us shipping off Gilmore for a player and a first rounder. I think if we can knock on the Bengals' door and offer them a cornerback, I think they could do with a cornerback and maybe get someone like John Ross would have been a good option for us. He's been frozen out there um, very fast, good hands, um, and we could have got a, a, a... first rounder from them would have been quite a nice pick but yeah not, I'm not a GM. Trade there. No. <laughs> so um moving on to some injuries bill did you well there was a fair few this week yeah we've got away from the games though really we've got dalton and jamal williams marks jamal williams who's been uh been carrying him. I say carrying him through. Been helping to get some of those. Uh, been helping to get some of those wins. No, who games? Carrying was the wrong way. You're swearing. Who off. games? No, but I mean, he's 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 helped you out in those last two games with Aaron Jones not being around. But uh, COVID's COVID's taken Dalton as well as that rather horrible hit that he got last week. COVID's also seemed to have uh, seemed to have got got him out for a little while. Williams, COVID. I wanted to mention, not fantasy relevant, but um, Ronnie Stanley signed $98.75 million contract extension last week to become the NFL's second highest paid left tackle and then went down with a rather severe looking leg injury. It's transpired that it's his lower leg ankle area, which is going to have to have surgery. He'll be back for OTAs next year is what I'm hearing. So he's done for the season. More fantasy relevant, we have Kittle. Calvin Ridley, injured. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, We've put that one out there. Yeah, another one of my players that uh, limped off the field. Um, They were concerned and had some x-rays to find out there was a fracture. I don't believe there was. Um, He was having an MRI I believe it's a midfoot sprain, um, so it's a sigh of relief there. One uh, there, I think. I think it's day to day rather than week to week. Don't underestimate the sprains, Michael mm. Thomas. There's some up That's a high there. one, though. <laughs> the, the high ones are the worst ones. Those shin sprains. High leg, low high ankle, low leg. Yeah. Where is it from? And we've had. Jimmy G, Nick, 
Ugh, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo out with a was that a oh, high ankle? <laughs> Where is it? Low knee, upper foot. <laughs> yeah, he. I think he was a bit. He was shocking before he went out with the injury. So I think you're all a little twinge. I don't want to go back in. I don't want. I don't want that. But yeah, um, unfortunately, Kittle as well. He looks like he's done for the season uh, with a foot fracture. Um, so that's not Niners. And Mark said just before we recorded Joey Bosa as well. So the 49ers already plagued with injury throughout this season and getting more and more. It's not looking good uh, there. Joey Bosa is at the Chargers. Nick Bosa. Is, I'm thinking Nick, is Nick, that I said, the 49ers? That's what I said earlier on. Nick Bosa is also out for the Oh, game, yeah. Right? right, yeah. That's what I was saying. That's what confused me. There's too many yeah. Bosas. So both, both the Bosas have gone from, uh, gone from our TV screens for a little while. Absolutely. So other than that, it's been, a again, injuries. And I don't know what it is. Obviously, COVID you can't legislate for, right? That's, that's, that's uh, something we're all coping with. But I always underestimated the preseason. But surely these inj- this is just a, a season where we've been focused on injuries. But it seems odd that there's been no preseason and now everyone seems to be getting injured. I don't know where the yeah. correlation is there. But they'll be playing more games. So there's more likely chance they'll be injured. But... Yeah, I think it is a warm into the season, isn't it, with a bit of pre-season. Um, but it does feel like this year has been more injury-heavy. Especially, Everyone seems to be picking up injuries. Teams seem to be a lot more out for the seasons than I seem to remember. Or is it just guys that we know? Yeah, maybe. Is there more injuries to dudes we like? The, the, Fantasy the everyday guys, no, yeah, could be. I don't know. It's just not. It's just not nice to see. It's just not nice to see. But you know, not when they're on your team. When they're when they're on someone else's team, it's not that bad to see. <laughs> no, 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 I think yeah, fun. fantasy football has become a, a war of attrition. If you can keep a team that stays healthy, you've won the league. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. We'll, we'll, talk about, we'll touch on that later <laughs> on, perhaps. We've got, we've got a bit of a uh, meet Mark section, so maybe, yeah. leave, maybe leave your bitterness at the door for now. I can't help it. It's creeping in. <laughs> he's, well, he's, he's getting out of control, so should we move on? Yeah, move on. He's review? losing it. He's, he's shaking the computer in front of him. Right then, should we have a look at our game of the week, Steelers at Ravens? Right then, so Steelers at Ravens. The Steelers win 28-24 after coming back and they remain undefeated 7-0 on the season. And that is the first time that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been 7-0 since 1978 and they went on to win Super Bowl thirteen. So a bit of foreshadowing there. Could we see a uh, Steelers Super Bowl win? So it was a divisional game and the first place Steelers uh, now 7-0, Ravens second place 5-2. and two. Uh, Jackson threw a pick six on his first possession of the game, which wasn't great to see, especially for fantasy owners. Uh, Steelers trailed 17-7 at half time. Um, but another Lamar Jackson interception allowed Pittsburgh to score 21 of their 28 points in the second half. 
So that was quite a uh, second half resurgence from the Steelers. Uh, Roethlisberger only had 42 passing yards in the first half and he threw two second half touchdown passes that included the game winner, eight yards to chase Claypool. Uh, the Ravens had two chances to regain the lead with the Steelers' defence, really the highlight of that game, uh, held strong. Under two minutes left, the Steelers' defence stopped a Lamar Jackson rush on fourth down from the eight-yard line. And Jackson's known for his rushing capability and a lot of people shit on him for his passing ability. Um, so that was a big, big stop there to stop Lamar Jackson from eight yards out. Um, after a Pittsburgh punt, Baltimore drove again all the way to the Steelers' 23-yard line before Jackson's pass in the end zone was broken up just as time expired, game done. So the Ravens come away with no points on two separate trips inside the Steelers' 20-yard line. Now, as I've said, the Steelers' defence in that game were just formidable. I mean, four sacks, two interceptions, one for a touchdown, three forced fumbles and two fumble recoveries. Now, that is a great stat line just in the NFL, but as a fantasy stat line, that yields a lot. A lot of points. 18, to be precise. So I took over the fantasy impact of this game. 18 points from that Pittsburgh defence. I think the fumble recovery that they didn't recover was when Lamar Jackson ran along with the ball in his hand, one-handed for no, like, I don't know why, dropped it, but he recovered it himself. So I think that might have counted as a forced fumble because there was guys nearby. But... Uh, Focusing firstly on LJA, he didn't particularly do uh, well, neither did Big Ben, fantasy-wise. 14.82 points went 13 of 28, 208 yards through the air, two touchdowns, soured by two interceptions. As Nick rightly said, four sacks and he rushed 16 times for 65 yards, so not particularly efficient there either yeah so i think uh lamar came in around 20th quarterback on the week um just because of all of the fumbles lost um and i've seen a lot of people get a bit pissy about lamar jackson this season and i think it's too high expectations um everyone saw that he had accuracy issues in year one um, and he worked on them um, and had a good start to last year. Um, but it was nothing major. It was nothing fantastic. Um, in fact, I've got some stats. I do love a stat. Um, so <laughs> you absolutely love a stat. I'm fully loaded with stats. So last season through seven games, Lamar Jackson had attempted 215 passes, completed 136 for a 63% um, completion rate. So far, through seven games this season, he's thrown 190, completed 115, and 61%. So his accuracy is still the same as it always was. It's not very good. You watch the tape, and there are some serious issues there he can throw to big players but he throws it high you see for example mark andrews catch in week one this this season um it was a spectacular one-handed catch which he shouldn't have even caught but he he leapt up and he caught it it was miles away from him he can hit 
the bigger players, Miles Boykin um, and Willie Sneed. Um, and as a Marquis Brown owner in fantasy, he's not really sorting my man out. Um, which why, is have all those, uh, why have all those soldiers if you're not going to use them? Absolutely. Um, so hopefully the, uh, the squeaky wheel will get some oil um, this week. But it's interesting because for someone like Lamar Jackson, uh, very similar to uh, Josh Allen at the Bills, who has accuracy issues, everyone knows it. What did they do? They got Stefan Diggs, um, who is very good at separation, and he's doing well there. That's the sort of role that Marquise Brown should be playing. He's a fast player. He runs good routes, and he gets separation from his defenders. Um, so, yeah, and then I think the reason why people are getting pissed off with Lamar this season is the rushing has gone. Um, or it's maybe not gone, but it's certainly down from last year. So through seven games last year, he'd run 83 times or carried the ball 83 times for 576 yards. This year, he's run 66 times for 411 yards. That's a 28% decrease on last year. The thing that's really killing him, though, is the fumbles. Um, so this year, he's had six fumbles already, which is 9% of his carries. And he's lost three of them. So that's 5%, or well, 4.5%, 5% of his carries, he's losing the ball, um, which is the fourth worst in the NFL behind Joe Barrow, Wentz, and, uh, and Carr. So, yeah, I, um, I never thought that Lamar Jackson would do that well, um, or no. as, as well as last year. So for anyone that, that drafted him high, you're an idiot. <laughs> and I could have, I could have predicted it as well because he's on the cover to Madden. Oh yeah, yeah. the Madden, Madden curse. curse. Yes. Madden curse. Madden curse is a thing. It really is. Those stats can't. Those stats kind of prove it that maybe he <laughs> did. Was it? Did he get the MVP last year for? Probably should have gone to Patrick Mahomes, and he just ended up with Lamar Jackson. Ends up on the cover of Madden. Then uh, this season doesn't. Uh, doesn't show up again. Yeah, you can see how that for fantasy owners can be frustrating. That sort of decrease in the rushing that was sort of maybe padding the figures um, might be time to sort of temper expectations on him. Yeah, so absolutely. that's um, that's that's our LJ LJ eight hate. Ooh, Ooh. Like that. Ooh. Um, moving on to the Steelers quarterback. Hit 15.28 points in that game. Um, 21 of uh, 21 of 32. 182 yards, two touchdowns, um, no interceptions as expected. Zero rushing attempts, zero rushing yards from Big Ben. When I was looking at fantasy relevance in this game, I thought, why on earth have you made me look at this game when the quarterback scored like that? Now I don't know how they. Scored so not so low, sort of an average score. But you then looked at some of the weapons for the Ravens. Who had Hollywood Brown? Any of us got Hollywood Brown? Me. I drafted. I drafted him. I think. I drafted him. I drafted him, him in all my leagues. I thought he was going to be fantastic. He scored. Apparently got him. Has he? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm... I, yeah, he has. Yeah, I wanted to pick okay. him up, but I was waiting until after this week. Rob's got him at the minute. 
So he scored 7.3 points um, less Hollywood this week, more, I don't know, dirty Soho theatre. Uh, two targets, <laughs> one reception, three yards, but a touchdown. So quite economical. From and that was a touchdown Brown. after yeah. his touchdown was called back the previous play. Yeah. And it was, it was in, his knee was down. Yeah, it was that one on the back of the back of the end zone, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, we had a lot of players that now that Mark has just spoken about. Willie Sneed, fifteen point six points, um, caught five of seven for hundred and six yards, rewarding those zero point eight percent of fantasy owners that had him rostered. <laughs> it's one of those that everyone will go and pick him up this week, and he'll blank. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, thirteen point one. Points, 113 yards. He caught one of his two targets for eight yards. Um, started by 7.2% of people in Mark Ingram's absence. So, what I'm saying, 7.2%. Gus the Bus Edwards, owned, as I understand it, by Nick in a deep league. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, you are, you are one of 1.2% of fantasy owners that started him. You are one of 2.6% of people that have rostered him. And they rewarded those guys with 14.7 points, 87 rush yards, one TD, one target for zero. Unfortunately, dropped his, uh, didn't, didn't bring in his target. And as Mark said, big Mark Andrews, 6.2 points, caught three of six for 32 yards. So your typical tight end production if you are rostered by my team. Uh, moving on to the Steelers' weapons, Juju, who we said was a definite no-starter forevermore. He caught seven of eight, 67 yards, no touchdowns. He, um, he got three red zone targets and caught three balls in the red zone, which, uh, but didn't yield any uh, touchdowns there. That 13.7 points added to his 17.5 points last week after the curry race trio of me, Nick and Dan all told you not to start him. Chase Claypool bounced back, 13.2 points, caught five of nine, 42 yards, one touchdown, but he did fumble, which would have lost him some points. Deontay Johnson, who was hot property earlier on in the season, 1.6 points, caught one of three for... um, for six yards down to earth with a bump after his 29 point uh, output last game, which was 80 yards, two touchdowns. So he's an up and down kind of guy. Eric Ebron, 14.8, four or five, 48 yards, one touchdown. The interesting thing with him is on the field for 87% of all the offensive snaps and Big Ben's usage of him seems to be better than Andrew Luck, or the Colts' usage of him last year. He's on 26 receptions this year uh, at, um, at this stage of the season. He got 31 receptions all of last season with the Colts, so he's on for a, uh, a career year. And James Connor, who played against me this week with James, 15 points, 47 rush yards, one touchdown. Three for three on his reception for 13 yards. Now, it's interesting to see with James Conner. I never rate him. I don't know why that is. I've just got something in my head that I've never really 
liked him as a fancy player, but he scored double digits in all but one game this year. The one game he didn't was week one, maybe a slow start against the Giants. Uh, in that time, he only had one an NFL.com green matchup in there. He had three reds, and all the reds meant the, he uh, scored over 15 fantasy points in all three of those red matchups. So, what does the app know? Defense is very quick. Ravens, four points, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and one recovery. Steelers, as Nick mentioned, 18 points. One defense, the TD, four sacks, two interceptions, three forced fumbles, two recovered. And Steve's favorite section, the kicker. Boswell, four points, perfect. Tucker, eight points, perfect, with a field goal from over 50. So, whilst the quarterbacks didn't look great, I don't know how the weapons scored so well, and there was points spread pretty much everywhere. Sneed, Dobbins, Gus the Bus all over 10 points. Juju, Claypool, Ebron and Connor all over 10 points. But Ben and LJ, 14 and 15, respectively. So an interesting one, fantasy-wise. Fantasy Must be those turnovers. It's, it's got to be, hasn't it? They, I don't know. It, it didn't look like a game where the quarterbacks were scoring 14 and 15. But <clears> it's an interesting one. I wish my quarterback scored 14 or 15 points this week. <laughs> Oh, we're going to segue us now into the part of the show that I don't really want to talk about. Uh, I think Mark should perhaps introduce this one. Pineapple Express versus the Deflatrix. Who won? Yes, this one um, was anticipated uh, highly by everyone. I actually think it went down as game of the week. Um, well, it did for me, at least. Um, the Deflatriots absolutely spanked Pineapple Express. Uh, 157 points to 148. Um, you mentioned Absolute spanking. You mentioned that Jamal Williams carried my team. Um, he scored 18 points. Uh, which means he could have played 10 Jimmy Garoppolo's and still won. The <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so Royal Rescued helped along Jimmy Garoppolo. Could you sound perhaps more animated than that, than that Mark? What's wrong with that? You're stood face, you're sat face to face with uh, Nick, who, and I quote, about five weeks ago questioned if you'd ever win a game <laughs> i know but yeah. I, I think it's it's poor form to be invited as the first guest on this pod and to rub it in nick's face um i mean i just heard his his plea that he would love a quarterback that scored 14 points because neither of his quarterbacks put together scored 14 points <laughs> no, um, so uh see so yeah, i just i just feel sorry for the guy I, I I shouldn't because of the luck that I've had this year, but man, that is a sad <laughs> sight of a team. Look at just look at the state of his team. It is awful. It's no James' oh, team, it's, it's no Eagles. It is no, it's no Eagles. Eagles. I I don't know how the Eagles have have done so badly. You, Do you know what? Every everyone else in the league, I feel like my team is probably the least injured team in the league. But 
it's the most underperforming. They're all just doing shit now. Everyone's just <laughs> just pooping, uh, pooping on me. I think looking through your team, mate, I beg to differ. I think they're all pretty much at potential. <laughs> I, I think you might go on a Norton five streak and I'll have to give you a little pep talk. Oh, all right. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have you back on. We'll have you back on for that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give you one of uh, my Dan James's uh, guarantees. Is oh, is he going to go Norton five? Is he going to win a game this season? <laughs> no bet. And if not, could you at least bring a uh, a surgical needle to Essex and pop Nick because he's got so big after oh. being his big fat loser status <laughs> this week? We'll move on to some studs and some duds from that game. Studs for Mark, Devontae Adams, 30.3 points. He has listened to Dan a lot during the course of this season and uh, got Brandon Ayuk. I object. I object to that. I'd already put my waiver in. That little gremlin must have seen it somehow and jumped on the back of my waiver. (laughs) He got 23.1 points. Um, that, those are Mark's studs that I saw. You've got Nick's studs in what was an embarrassing loss. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, who he cruelly and uh, illegitimately stole from Matt. That was. Uh, Kirby has outscored with... Hill since the trade. 20... Every sorry, week. 20... Sorry, sorry, 25.8 points. Did Gurley get 25 or more points this week? Not this week, no. But <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Every week and, until now. And he had the Eagles defence, which scored 20 points as well. Quite a good showing from the Eagles. Duds. Only one dud that I could really point out with Johnny Smith. 4.9, just being the lowest scorer. Duds. I'm not, I'm, I, I want That's to say not my team. P. What are you looking at there? Johnny Smith's on Mark's team, right? Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought he was looking at dads of mine. Apologies. No, Johnny Smith's on Mark's. And then um, I don't want to be unkind to Jimmy G because he was injured, but he scored 1.76, but we don't really include injured players on, uh, on the dads. Zeke, Zeke, was, uh, Zeke was there on 8.3 as a, uh, as a dud as well. Right, so move away from my... Embarrassing defeat to Mark. Uh, Dan Sack versus Crockett's Rockets. Dan Sack took that victory there, 154 to 127. Now, as he's not here, I feel like we should quickly rattle through this because I don't want to give him any more airtime. Uh, studs, Cook, 48.6 points. A third, of his enti- him- <laughs> a third of his entire team. Uh, Woods brought him back some uh, points that he may have lost him last week. 28.4 points this week. Uh, Matt's stud that I could identify. Wilson, 28.74 points. Duds, Cooper for Dan, 1.5. And Duds for Matt, the Cole Beasley that we've said would start over... uh, Keenan Allen, he got 4.4, zero points. So hopefully a bounce back for him next week. Should we talk about your one? Yes. 
Fancy don't know how I did it. <laughs> On paper, he's good. He's, he's underperforming issues across the board. Right, Big Willie's tight end versus the Eagles. Bill takes that win, 156 to 142. Well done, Bill. Don't know how I did it, mate. Like I say, best team, probably the best team in the league. Sorry, you're going to have to step back a bit. Your head's, I can't see your head. <laughs> Just all face. Plenty of studs on Big Willie's tight end, which sounds odd. It's not. I haven't got, I haven't got, it, I haven't got it pierced. There are no studs on it. No oh, no, I thought, you, I thought you meant men. Just studs oh, in. No. Just lots of studs in Big Willie's tight end. Like diamond stuff. It's like diamond studs on it. Uh, studs for me. DKM bounced back from last week. Forty point one zero points. He was he was pretty uh, pretty shit hot early doors in the uh, in the game. Uh, could count on a win from him. Patrick Mahomes thirty six point six four points. Five touchdown performance there. Eagles had some studs. Kamara, 25.3. Cooper Cup, 22. Julio Jones, 20.7. So some, I don't know how I managed to lose that. Uh, how he managed to lose that, sorry. Duds for me. Uh, DJ Moore, thanks, Mark, for that trade. You are welcome. <laughs> and Jake Elliott for the Eagles. In, he kicked and got one point. But Jim's duds came in the form of AJ Green, 3.9, and Carson Wentz, 8.62. Nick probably would like him on his team also. Eight Garoppolo's. <laughs> Eight Garoppolo's. So last one was our grudge match of the week, the Brother Bowl. And we've got the Collision Low Crossers versus the Girly Friars. This was the closest game of the week. Uh, we have Rob, the commissioner himself, taking this one, 126 to 124. So that was a, this was an interesting one. So studs in this one, Kelsey, 24.9. It was fair to say low-ish scoring, wasn't it? Uh, Gurley Fries, 124. He had Keenan Allen on 21.7. Duds came in the form of uh, Adam Thielen for Rob, 5.7. Baker Mayfield, 7.78, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 6.1 for Steve. I do have here some lost points, or at least some uh, what could have been for Steve. I just John, spotted John. Rob has won that by two points with an egg from Kenny Golladay and no kicker. Yeah, Kenny Golladay was questionable, wasn't he? I don't think he... I don't know if he played. He never he played. up. He, he did play. play. He, he did, did play. He did play. There's so yeah, another, uh, there's another dud right there. Winning with a winning with a big egg is uh, and no kicker is, is, yeah. is quite uh, quite the feat. So well done there, Rob. Back to back to the lost points. Jonathan Taylor, Steve lost by two. Jonathan Taylor scored five point one, which could very easily have turned into seventeen point one points. If he hadn't been vultured by Naeem Hines on the goal line, uh, Naeem Hines scored 21.2 points from three receptions and five rushes. Eight plays and managed to get 21.2 points and uh, likely could call that a big vulture in from uh, Jonathan Taylor there. We had some 
players on the benches. There was no real points left on the bench that were rude, at least. Mike Williams was on Dan's bench with 21. The Steelers' defence was on Mark's bench with 18. I had Mike Evans on my bench with 16. Unfortunately, fortunately, we all won and didn't need them. Um, the three podcast winners, Dan W, Mark W, Bill W, Nick W. No, big no, fat big, L. Big, big fat L. So there were some, there were some bench points. Those, those are the highest bench points across the league. There were some other players. Kareem Hunt had a touchdown overturned. Juice Landry had a touchdown overturned. Kareem Hunt with Mark. Juice Landry with Matt. Brandon Ayuk had uh, got stopped on the one-yard line away, so missed out on the touchdown by one yard. He lost some points. And Josh Jacobs had three attempts. Josh Jacobs scored uh, 12 points. He had three attempts from the goal line consecutively and didn't score. So uh, that might have made a bit of a difference for Nick, but probably not considering Mark had Brendan Ayuk and Kareem Hunt, who could have had additional points there. So, uh, yeah, the brother bowl, Rob takes the W there. Both teams on four and four. Steve's dropped from third to sixth somehow. Yeah, like I said earlier in the chat, there's a big swing in that middle of that table, second to six, can swing with just a match-up. Now, it's, it's one of our most competitive uh, competitive years that we've had. I think there's no one running away. There's no one, uh, Jim slightly falling off there. But yeah, there's, there's a big swing. And let, I want to move on into our slightly deep dive into Mark's team because he's someone I see now. He's, he's coming. He's coming up. He's done me. He's going to do you now, Bill. <laughs> I'd like to put it out there that Mark has never done me in, any sense, of, in any sense of the word. Um, I was, yeah, was going to segue nicely into that in the fact I could smell a meaty, sausagey aroma in the air. I Coming feel like way. we need to... Yeah, I think you need a shower. <laughs> we, need to, we need to address the elephant and or bratwurst sausage in the room and perhaps have our focus now on meet the GM of the Deflatriates. Is that a sausage pun? The meet, meet the GM? It is yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I've listened to all of the podcasts. Um, <laughs> oh, he's gone straight in for us. I have. I, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Every week I would hear you pick my team apart, my selection apart, and I don't think – I just felt I needed a platform somewhere that I could just scream, <laughs> fuck off, have you seen the state of the injuries? We'll so, through it. I guess I'll start with my draft, which I think coming off the back of the draft. Yeah, coming off the back of the draft, I looked at all the teams and I said to myself, I think I've got one of the best teams here. Other than Jim, I think I've got one of the best teams here. <laughs> yeah, other, I'm glad you've said that because if you hadn't, we'd be cutting you off. Other yep. than Jim. Yeah. So <clears throat> I came fourth, no, third last year. Um, so I think I had the fifth overall pick. Um, 
took Saquon Barkley um, uh, with my pick, came back and took Devontae Adams, had George Kittle, DJ Moore, Dak Prescott, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley, Keenan Allen, Kareem Hunt. I did draft Hollywood Brown, um, Jarvis Landry, James White, Chase Edmonds, Steelers defense, and Gardner Minshew. So it was a, a tale of two halves of the draft for me, I think. The top half was very good. The back half got cut very quickly. Um, I don't dick about. But, um, yeah, it it kind of went downhill as soon as the season started, really, um, just because of the amount of injuries that I had. Um, so I did notoriously start Norton 4 with a very good team. Um, but in my defence... Saquon Barkley had Pittsburgh Steelers in the first first game, and I think he got 12, 13 points. Um, then he lost his leg in the next game, so um, he was done for the season. Um, Devontae Adams had a great first week. He scored 43 points for me, um, but then he lost a knee, I think it was, and was out for three weeks. I also have, um, I drafted George Kittle. Um, he missed a couple of weeks, and after Barkley went down, I was screaming out for a uh, uh, a running back. So I made a trade with Steve. Um, I would send him George Kittle and Keenan Allen um, for Austin Eckler. Uh, first game Austin Eckler played, he lost a hamstring. So he is pretty much out for the season, and George Kittle went off for 45 points, I think it was, that game. Um, so, yeah, great trading there. Um, also had Dak Prescott, who was on course for uh, a record-breaking season. He lost a foot, and he's out for the season. So, um, yeah, I've had some some injuries. I obviously had Calvin Ridley this past week. Um, I quickly got rid of Todd Gurley. I saw how shit he was. Um, if I'd known it could have ended up with Tyreek Hill, um, I probably would have kept him. <laughs> if, if anything, you should have kept Gurley. No, we all know that trade was fucking awful. I've been wanting to, a platform to say this. I don't know what I'm more angry about. I don't know if I'm angry about my luck or just the absolute dog shit trades that have gone on. I think just having seen what has happened and I, I'm not, well, I'm going to point fingers. I was going to say I'm not going to point fingers, but Matt, I hope you're listening. What the fuck have you done? <laughs> Honestly. And then you. It's not you like turn I'm around. beating everyone. Well, I know, but that's because you're a shit manager. <laughs> but, I'm going for broke. Oh, yeah, that's it. I don't think I'll be invited back, so I'm going to make the most after, of it. After that, yeah, after your horrible run with injuries and seeing those trades go down, yeah, it, it, it must have put you in sort of, your team was in worst case scenario right yeah there was a, there was a sausage pad in there as well by the way um <laughs> and then and then dan james came along and gave you a bit of uh a that bit was of it. <laughs> yeah I, th- I think it was episode five um just you know you've got the little angel or the devil on your shoulder i had the little devil on one side saying just throw the towel in fuck it off you're done for the season then i had my little angel it was dan james going Oh, keep your chin up. You're going to do really well. I've got faith in you. And then Nick on the back of it, yeah, go on. Or are you going to go Norton 5? In fact, are you going to get a win this season? And I thought, fuck a lot of you. I'm going to just carry on. I'm not going to let my head drop. I'm going to draw. I'm going to 
play the waivers really well, better than everyone else. I have been doing that. I'm fantastic at it. And that's Helps where I'm going to win. It does help with waiver one. <laughs> <laughs> it, does. It's, it certainly does. And that waiver one for the first four weeks, or actually the first six weeks probably, ended up with you going off in week seven. Yeah, week cool. seven, I had uh, a season high um, across the league, I think, 234 points. Um, everyone turned up. Um, yeah, I had Devontae Adams. I had a great trade with you, Bill. I took uh, Justin Herbert. I shipped you DJ Moore, and was it someone else? Yeah, it was um, It was to Philip. It was to Philip of Lindsay. Oh, yeah who's now on the waiver wire because he got hit hard in the head. Yeah, so everyone said that I was a mug for making that trade. Um, I saw DJ Moore, uh, was his trajectory was going down, if anywhere at all. Um, it certainly wasn't going up. So I thought, who can I dump DJ Moore off to? And can I package it with, with just Philip Lindsay, who's also very average and in a timeshare? Oh, I know. I know someone that really likes Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Mark, did you not know that Philip Lindsay was one of the best running backs in the league? Well, he has got three he lungs. He clearly Fair didn't. Fair. He's got three lungs, I know that. He is an absolute monster of a man. But I, did, I, I could smell blood and I thought, I'm going to get Justin Herbert here. And uh, this is just off the back of Bill being really pissed off about some trades as well. I thought he might want to just make a trade and just say, shove it to everyone. And he probably saw DJ Moore, he saw the name, and he saw his favourite man. And his eyes lit up. I, oh, he was putty in my hands. I could have taken anyone from his team, but I didn't want to be a knob. He could so, have done, to be fair. So I, I just took Justin Herbert, and I think he went off for about 40 points that week as well. So Yeah, he went off for, 30, he went off for 30. Yeah, didn't need him, though. I've still got Aaron Rodgers and Patty Mahomes, the half-billion. Yeah, to, to be fair, trade two for one for a rookie quarterback was looking on the outside like Bill... Bill took it there, but yeah, yeah, that that's it. Sounds you like you doing. Yeah, stop looking from the outside. Dan Dan James messaged me on WhatsApp and said, "I assume you're dropping Justin Herbert this week." I picked him up just to cover a bye week I had, so uh, to get anything there was was uh, Dan just wanted to pick him up. So I got I got I got DJ Moore who I've uh, who I've liked. So thoughts on the, thoughts on the rest of the season. And uh, just to add to that, I seem to remember you telling me that you were planning on dropping uh, Justin Herbert and that Dan wanted him. So would I like him first? Um, because yeah. you don't like Dan. Oh, that sounds like so, collusion. <laughs> I can assure you that is a joke. Um, so partnerships in this league. We want no. to look ahead, Nick. We want, uh, we want to look ahead, Mark. Sorry, Nick. Uh, Nick obviously rates you, uh, rates your chances highly. Well, to be honest, so do I. I think I've got a pretty settled team. Um, I don't know the impact on Adams following the news about Will Fuller. Um, hopefully it doesn't hurt him too badly, um, but that still hasn't been confirmed about Fuller yet. So we'll see. Um, I've had to scurry around. Tom Brady's looking very good this season. Um, so I'm confident. I think I'll make the playoffs. Um, if I do, I think it'll be, uh, it'll be an upset following the start. So um, yeah, it's yeah, been I, done before. I've I've been last place and won the whole thing, so it can be done. Mm. We'll and, see how the waivers go this week. And presumably, Mark, you've got a bit more time to look at your team now that you've gathered all your toys 
up and put them back in the tram. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were spread far and wide at one point. Really? Glass houses, Bill? <laughs> yeah, you've free. had your little moans. Oh, I've had mine. Oh, you've had some of you. Oh, you've had some moans of you, Nick. What have you had to moan about? Well, I went off on Dan. Oh, my God. I, why, won't, why won't everyone be nicer to me that I robbed Matt for Tyreek Hill? Oh, my God. Why doesn't Tyreek Hill get 30 points? Stop why does he just get 25? Stop looking from the outside. Look from the inside. Gurley's outscored him like five out of six weeks now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, me and Bill have vented to each other about the shocking state of these trades. And... It, it 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 continues. Matt promised he wasn't going to make any more trades. He promised us, and then he turns around and makes his most recent and maybe his most horrendous trade, where he took. Huh. And no, uh, yeah, that was definitely Thanks, uh, Mark. hyperbole. Um, but to take Mike Davis, who's redundant, and Antonio Brown, who is brain dead, and ship off. Who was it? Uh, Miles Gaskin? Gaskin. Yeah. Gaskin, who is undoubtedly the, the, the running back one at Miami. So, For the foreseeable, with a rookie quarterback. Yep, getting targets. It's absolute ludicrous. So, we um, are you, uh, just want a couple of sort of housekeeping points, really. Never, re- never really asked you in the group. You, uh, are you happy coining the... Uh, the Sausage Prince title, you've got... Is there a right. Sausage King that you want to dethrone? He's a Sausage King now. He's coming. Yeah, I prefer Sausage King, but um, I, I'm i aware there is a, a Russian Sausage King. You don't want to piss off the Russians. Um, well, actually, <laughs> to be fair, he was the Russian Sausage King was murdered. So, unless there's near to his throne... By you? It was, it's me. It is me. <laughs> I, yeah, I am the Happy Sausage King. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> heard that. Heard that here first. We got our uh, sausage king. We'll refer to you that uh, going forward. So thanks, thanks for joining us, Mark. You're gonna stick. You can stick around for the last little bit, but uh, we're glad to finally have you on the pod. Our first guest making uh, making pod history as our first guest, and uh, you've managed to scare Dan off. You obviously intimidate him, so <laughs> we can do this every week. It'd be. Uh, It'd be nice. We've got our upcoming week preview. I think Nick's going to deal with that. So shall we look ahead? (laughs) All right, let's go. Week nine, match-up. See who Mark's going to beat next. Weekly match-ups. Okay, so week nine. We've got my team, the Pineapple Express, taking on the Girly Fries. We've got Rob and the Collision Low Crossers. Easy win for you. Easy, you reckon? Well, then he's not a proper team, is it? So, not a proper opponent there. No, he's, he's been doing all right. Stop bringing that up. You hurt his feelings. You've got Rob and the Collision Oak Crossers taking on Dan Sack. And Eagles, best team on paper, taking on Crockett's Rockets. And Big Willie's tight end is going to get deflated by the Deflatriots. Yeah, I can feel it. The, we'll see. The phoenix is rising from the ashes. Oh, I like it. We'll see. So, looking ahead at that, I think your guys' matchup is going to be our one to watch. Bill, sitting pretty, riding high. 
thinking he's king of the until world. He, until he gets Sitting a pretty. sausage wrapped around his head. <laughs> Sitting pretty, looking pretty, feeling pretty. Up at the top, he said. It's a long way to fall, though, when, uh, when the sausage king, having recently dethroned the Russian sausage king, <laughs> he's, on, he's, on top, he's on top of the world. I get what he's, I want. He's going to be... Uh, it's going to be gunning for my tight end, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> my sausages go nowhere near your tight end. We've got bye weeks to contend with. I've been having, by the looks of it, a seven-week bye week from Joe Mixon of the Bengals. So that means nothing to me. Yeah, bye weeks this I've week. The... There's quite a few uh, fantasy relevance there. You've got Cincinnati, Cleveland, the LA Rams and Philadelphia all on bye. Like you say, Joe Mixon... Uh, Along with Joe Burrow, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, T. Higgins, uh, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt for you, Mark. It's uh, in there. Cup, Woods, Wentz, Fulgham has been uh, showing up lately. Dallas Goddard and Boston Scott of the Eagles, just some to name. Fantasy relevance who are out this week. So that's the whole of Jim's team gone. Sounds like it. So someone, the Crockett's Rockets, could trade you uh, all of their team for a pack of biscuits. And I've, got, I've got a trade outstanding with James. I texted him and he read the message, left me on red. That is the worst. We'll um, see. We've got, so we want to quickly rush through our waiver wires. We're getting to the end of our time, but I think we should, uh, we think we should give Dan James a shout out on that segment. Absolutely, yeah. He um, he took that by a landslide. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, 23 points, 11 targets, eight receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, definitely takes the win this week. Uh, myself, Jarvis Landry, uh, four of 11 targets. Could have had so many more. And he had a touchdown, called back. Quite frustrating to see, nine points. Is this a typo, Bill? Says Aguilar, zero points. I'd like to on offer two targets. My, I'd like to offer my sincerest apologies to Liam Phillips, <laughs> who messaged me on Instagram and said he picked him up on my advice. <laughs> How do you know if he lost I'm this so, week? I don't. I'll, I'll text him now. I'm so sorry, dude. Has zero he not seen points. your record here? Does he not know how bad you are at this game? He's only listened to this last episode. So yeah. That again, don't listen to Bill, man. It's it's getting comical now. So I'm on five, Dan's on three, Bill still sitting on the goose egg of zero. And so, this could become embarrassing because we're going <laughs> to let Mark come in on this. Week nine's waiver wires is tight ends. We're going to let Mark come in on this. And Mark will tell you who's is, is in a moment, but if it goes Nick five, Dan three, Bill zero, Mark one on next week's pod, it's going to look <laughs> bad. I'm just going to quickly throw mine out there now. I've got, just because nobody should listen to me and you guys can make a good case for yourself. Dan James has got Jordan Reed. He's not here to, to give you an explanation as to why. Jordan Reed is doubtful to play. Jordan Reed and Dan James do not have a uh, 
a perfect relationship. So we'll see how uh, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, my pick of Robert T Onion does the okay. Onion. He is uh, he's getting thrown to by Aaron Rodgers. Someone oh, else. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> fair analysis there. I have gone for uh, T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, he's playing the Vikings. It's a middling um, matchup there. He's looking good. His targets are increasing last three weeks, five, six, ten this last week. Um, he's a favoured target of uh, Matt Stafford. And uh, he's had a few big games this year. So I think uh, Hawkinson's good to go. Roll him out. Yeah, um, it's not a bad shout. I think, isn't he tight end four on the season? Yeah, I think so. He's definitely top top 10, top five, potentially, like you say. So, I mean, I don't want to discredit the waiver wire Warriors, but for you to pick tight end four on the season as your hot tight end, a <laughs> little bit of a yeah. cop-out. A little bit of a cop-out. He's on the waivers in the league. Yeah, no, I've I fully understand the rules now. Didn't at first. I do now. Um, the infamous troll of at Mark <laughs> created a fantasy page, a Twitter page just to troll you. It worked. You had um, <laughs> absolutely rattled. Um, so mine is Evan Engram um, for the New York Giants playing the Washington football team. Um, he is seeing steady targets pretty much week on week, um, around about six, seven targets a game. Um, and he's got very good hands. Um, he's averaging around about nine, ten points a game, which is okay for a tight end. Um, and, yeah, I, I think he's going to have a, a good game against Washington this this, this game. Nice. Yeah, see some looks. Listen to perhaps two of those. Don't advocate picking up a doubtful tight ends. I can't. I, I just can't let this episode go by without mentioning something that I've only noticed since looking at tight ends in the last ten minutes. Bill, you picked up and played Rob Gronkowski, and he didn't bust. I didn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> you played him. I just spotted this. Four targets, four receptions, and a touchdown. 41 yards, 14 points from the old Gronk. I cannot believe it. Yeah. How did no one notice that? You've gone out there, yeah, man, week, rolled out an actual tight end pickup that worked. I'm impressed. And it's Gronk. So Gronk watch, he scored. Gronk, Gronk is back. Gronk is 14, back. Yeah, 14 points for the, uh, for the tight ends. I'm, uh, I was happy with it. I'm... Uh, I'm glad he's back. He's a familiar sight. He overtook um, the, him and Brady overtook uh, the the record for most pass tight, uh, passes thrown to a tight end. So uh, uh, was nice. that was that his See? reason to come back? Is that him done now? Is he gonna? Yeah, may, maybe. See you later. That's it. So yeah, maybe listen to two of those picks. It'll probably be Hawkinson versus Engram. Don't listen to me. What do I know? Dan's picked a doubtful tight end just because he hates him. <laughs> so we're looking forward to next week, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It'll be a big one. Hopefully we, um, 
we could probably make Mark Humes a uh, a uh, permanent uh, permanent replacement for Dan if if we get enough motions passed. But he does make the graphics for the Instagram and the Twitter account. So uh, how good are you at that, Mark? I've got crayons. Well, hopefully Dan will make it back next week. Not to get you out, Mark, but you know we like to have Dan back. Um, but I think it's you hosting, Bill. Is it? Am I right? It is me hosting. We'll be in lockdown, so it's going to be Zoom for a little bit, a little bit longer. I don't know if we want to uh, ask some of the other boys on. Maybe we could have Mark uh, back on in the near future. It's been nice to have, been nice to have you on, Mark. It's been, uh, it's been nice. Can I make a request, please? Can I ask? Sure. Can I ask that you invite Matt on the show to talk about his draft, um, his curveballs, and his trades? We'll, we'll extend we'll extend the invite to Matt. There's uh, Steve's had an invite, I think, but he he works nights sometimes. But we'd like to have some some of you guys back in soon. I'm missing my curry. I've been the only mug that's bought a curry. Oh yeah, and now we're in lockdown. <laughs> so we would do a curry, I think, next week. So yeah. that's not that's obviously not happening. But we'll see the uh, the outcome of the waiver wire warriors next week. Hopefully Mark doesn't get on that scoreboard with a one because that would just be embarrassing for me. We will see, again, mentioning Mark, this seems to be the Mark Humes podcast, but we'll see the outcome of Big Willie's tight ends against the Deflatriots and see whether or not Mark finishes his march up the table as predicted by Nick. Launching the Mark Humes podcast as of next week once I've rattled Bill. <laughs> Force, steady on. Don't, don't threaten me with a good time, you. So anyway, if you keep following the socials, we'll have a Facebook up uh, soon. We've got our Instagram at Curry Race Pod, our Twitter at Curry Race Pod. But as always, thanks for listening. If you've got this far through, and we will see you, not Mark, but me, Dan, and Nick back next week. So thanks for listening, guys, and good night. Cheers, all. Good luck. Goodbye.